0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode number 42 of the Zoomer Sports Radio. It's week six of the college football show. I'm back. We got a great slate of games this Saturday for all you guys. First of all, Penn State, Iowa, marquee matchup, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, Texas A&M. Great slate of college football games, but just the whole uh, conversation, the whole situation with the college football right now is both healthy and unhealthy, the state of college football. Uh, perhaps you might call it, is both unhealthy and healthy here. The healthy part, I would say, is there's been some turnover in teams in the top dogs in college football this season. Clemson's fallen. It's not just the top five. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Arkansas – or not Arkansas. I mean, Oklahoma and Ohio State, just those chalk five. There's been some turnover. Iowa's having a great year. Penn State, Cincinnati, who's not even a power five. They will be next year when they join the Big 12, but they are still – a group of five in the American. Obviously, Oregon's up there at eight. BYU, Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Michigan, some teams we haven't heard of in the past, but like there's still the blue blood presence. Obviously, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma at six, Ohio State at seven, Oregon at eight, I'd even call them, they, they're re- they've been relevant for a long time. Michigan at nine, Notre Dame 14, Arkansas football is back. There are 13. Kentucky's on the rise. I wouldn't call them a blue blood, well they would be a basketball, but these are some teams on the rise. This is just that turnover I'm talking about. whether you think it's good or bad. I've always stated college football needed some new teams or it might lose popularity if we just saw Clemson, Alabama every year in the national championship. Clemson, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Clemson. So this is good for college football. There's some turnover here. Obviously, Texas is somewhat on the rise. It, Texas has not been in this good as a situation as it currently is under Steve Sarkeesian since they had Mac Brown. They'd struggle under Charlie Strong, struggled un, struggled under Tom Herman. But a, Texas football is on the rise, but that SEC move might jeopardize that. I, I don't – Texas is not fit for the SEC yet. Oklahoma, however, is – I see Oklahoma could be a 9-3 and team in the SEC with this current Spencer Rattler team. I think you lose to Bama, a and maybe. Ole Miss, just so tough. Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky even. And we're talking Kentucky as a football school ever since I got Will Levis from Penn State. But Mark Stoops built a great program there. So what I got for you on the show today is, um, first of all, we talked to state of college football. Just did right now in my intro. Second of all, the, the reason I haven't, there was no week three, week four, week five, college football shows, the Zoomer Sports Radio is, one, I was in Iowa. I was out in Cedar Rapids in Iowa City, Iowa playing baseball on the perfect in kernels i went to an iowa football game we'll talk about that just shortly and then a bunch of college apps and just school but we are back today on the sunday or on the saturday morning and after that i have my college football graveyard segment i'm really happy to introduce so stick around for that and then we're gonna talk about heisman hopefuls college football hot seats and i'll give you my picks for today's games anyway let's talk about the iowa game so first of all it was September was week three of the week three of college football I was out in Iowa Iowa City Cedar Rapids that area out in central-ish Iowa and I went to the Iowa Kent State football game and let me tell you so we pull up to Kinnick Stadium right at kickoff and as you're walking up so we parked in downtown Iowa City which is about a 0.91 mile walk from Kinnick Stadium so we walk through campus and you could just, as you cross the river, you could just hear the doot, 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 doot from the stadium. You get closer and you just, you just get starting to feel ant. And then you walk, you walk through like this narrow strip of the hospital, like right in between parking garage and the regular hospital, this narrow road. And then you just see the, I believe that would be the that south ends on the student section just bouncing and rocking. There's thunderstruck's going off. We walk through security. We see the kickoff. We get to our seats. Great seats, by the way. Fantastic seats. Shout out to the season ticket holders on StubHub who got us six seats. I went to some of my teammates. They had chair backs to the bleachers, which was phenomenal. Recommend if you go to any college football game, find a find a chair um a seat with a seat back so you're not just aching your back on bleachers all day. But that was phenomenal. Just in just saying phenomenal a lot. Uh. It was just a great experience. Uh, We saw it was a good game up until the fourth quarter. It was about to be tied at 14-all when uh, Kent State was driving the ball down the field. at the ball to one-yard line, fumbled in the end zone, Iowa recovered, and I think they won 35-7, to but it should not have been that close. Iowa played terrible that game. Let's talk about more of the experience. I think for the football state, I've been to, what, three college football stadiums, Illinois, Clemson, and Iowa. I think Iowa ranks up there as an elite college football stadium. Kinnick Stadium is an awesome atmosphere. First of all, the wave at the end of the first quarter, one of the best traditions in college football. That's up there with Penn State wideouts, Clemson running down the hill, and Howard's Rock. FSU's uh, uh, the dude who throws, I don't know what that is, the Seminole who throws that thing into the football field. I don't know what that is. called a spear maybe. But it's just a great tradition because there's a, for all of you who don't know, the University of Iowa health system Children's hospital is right across the street from the football team. And it's tall enough where you can see in from the top floors. You can watch the game and the kids watch the games from their rooms or the common area up there. And everyone waves to them. And at night games, they get out their phones and throw the flashlight out there and wave it like that. So you could, and we were in the day, we were at a day game. So we just did the regular wave, but it's really cool. And Iowa games are really fun to be at. So i'll I'll link i'll uh, not link it i'll throw in some videos here on the if you're listening on the youtube version and if you're on the spotify apple version thank you very much for listening uh make sure you're subscribed on youtube Uh, every subscription means a lot make sure you follow us Leave us a five-star view on apple podcast you will get a shout out if you do and but let's talk some more college football so let's go to the graveyard now just the just the shadowy dark depths of hell of college football right now is what I would describe these programs at. You got a bunch of programs who are ranked on top 25 preseason and now have two to three losses and are looking maybe to fire their coach, change directions or their team just isn't good injuries for some of them have been bad, but let's take a look at them. First off we have uh, one of the teams I cheer for, and that's the Clemson Tigers. First of all, Tony Elliott, you might be getting fired. Holy cow, you, have, you guys have regressed so much since Trevor Lawrence's freshman year. It's just imposterous. Like, how does you win the Natty freshman year, Trevor Lawrence? Then you lose to Joe Burrow. I get that was like maybe the greatest college football team of all time. Lose the national championship. Lose the Justin Fields in the semifinal game. And now you guys can't run squat. You can't play offense at all. You're getting embarrassed by teams like NC State. Like, no, no offense. If you if you want to tell me you're a national title contender, don't lose the, Don't take NC State to overtime and lose. NC State, Dave Doran, former NIU coach, has built a decent program there, seven to five, eight and four program at best. Don't tell me you're a national title contender if you're gonna lose to them, if you're gonna hang on barely hang on Boston College, barely beat them by a step. They haven't been relevant since maybe Matt Ryan or Doug Flutie. And Georgia Tech, that game, you guys should have lost. You had a great it's a great defense Brett Venables great fourth down stop or goal line stop by James Kolaski there just Tony Elliott should not have a job and Jeff Scott the former co-offensive coordinator but UCF is like one in six right now or he'd be one in five he might get fired do, do you bring back Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott to find like DJ Oogle- I'm going w- what, what who is this guy he's This is not what we expected. When we saw in the Notre Dame game, we saw this up-and-coming team, Heisman hopeful. Now we're we're left with a guy who throws duck snorts to receivers eight yards down the field. The the Clemson Clemson offense is the same thing as the Matt Nagy offense. It gets no yards. It's terrible. They have no running game. Lynn J. Dixon, I I don't even know. This running game is terrible. When you lose two first-rounders in Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, yes, your team's going to hurt. But I didn't think you would be this bad. Right now, Clemson's an 8 and 14 right now. Unless they turn it around, their defense is a national title defense. Their offense is a 6 and 6 offense in the ACC. And the ACC is a terrible football conference. That's, that's just my Clemson rant. Tony Elliott maybe should be looking for a job at Walmart or wherever after, because I don't know if he's going to be staying around. I get he's won two national titles. I get, but he had Jeff Scott for those two national titles. Remember that? He had Jeff Scott. He doesn't have him anymore. You bring in Taj Boyd, you bring in all this guys, but it's not working. If it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But guess what? It's broke, so you better fix it, Tony Elliott, because these standards don't fly with Clemson. And then going in, that, that's the end of my Clemson rant. It, I've just been... You, you, you can't have this much of a regression in four years. Obviously, they had. Let's go down to the next team, Texas A&M. If they had Kellen Mund. Instead of who's their quarterback uh I'm blanking on the name. AM's quarterback is Haynes King. And I don't even think he's a starter. He got hurt. I forget who the backup is, but if they had him they'd be a decent team, but they lost to Arkansas who's back and that's great for college football. Arkansas is a very historic court uh, program and they lost to Hale State of Mississippi State. and Will Rogers, like Mississippi State's nothing. They're not even, they're not even a bold team, I don't think. I think they're five and seven at best in the SEC. The SEC West, and you lost to them, and you're going to lose to Bam again tonight, and you almost lost the Colorado Boulder, who's like a three and nine team in the horrific Pac-12, Pac-12 East. Actually, our Arizona State and UCLA are decent, but it's it's still top heavy and not great at best. So I don't know what's going wrong. and you have Isaiah Spiller, you had a great defense, Demarvin Leal, Kenyon Green, but what's going on? A Jimbo, Jimbo. Jimbo Fisher what's going on man you haven't had a you like really you haven't made a playoff or a you haven't made a playoff or anything yet since Florida State you haven't done anything in A&M yet I don't know what the boosters over there at that university are doing we're not going to get into just like my my just hatred for Texas A&M just the university in general just you can't even you have the 12th man Kyle Field you still can't get to a playoff like yeah, I get you have to face Bam. You got to beat Bamy if you want to get in the playoff. And Johnny Manziel is gonna walk through that door. So anytime soon, no, neither is Mike Evans or Miles Garrett or Ryan Tannehill, whoever you want to name. You guys got to figure out how to win. And that's when we moved to Iowa State, who are the biggest frauds of all time. Don't hype yourself up, Matt Campbell. If you're just gonna go two and or three and two, don't come out as the number seven ranked team. And preseason polls, then lose at home to Iowa. I get the number three team now, but they weren't back then. And then go lose to Baylor, who has had issues. Like they 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 had they were what two and ten three years ago, four years ago, before, right after Matt Rule left and went to Carolina. But don't call me with Brees Hall. Brees Hall's been absolutely horrific this season. Let's pull up the Brees Hall stats in the Iowa game. Pulling up a – let me get to it. Iowa State. Let's pull up the Brees Hall stats. And we're getting to it. Brees Hall, 551 yards. Oh, no, that's just a season. Let's look at his stats versus Iowa. Versus Iowa, 16 rushes, 69 yards, 4.3 average, one touchdown, his long of 16. That's the best running back in the nation's stats. Now I get it. He did great versus Baylor, 190 yards, two touchdowns. But first two weeks versus Northern Iowa versus uni. You put up the same, you put up the exact same stats. You put up 69 yards, one touchdown. Exact same stats versus uni against Iowa. I expect better out of that. Like 16 runs. Like, and then Brock Purdy is like a fifth year. He's like a seventh year senior. He's been there forever. Doing okay. I mean, didn't throw a single touchdown pass. He threw three interceptions versus Iowa. Just he, the Iowa State. I guess it's found their way, but they're still not great, especially with that loss against Baylor. But they surprised you. They had better stats than I thought they would, or at least Brees Hall. But I did not like that. And then the next up, we have Mac Brown's North Carolina, home of the one and only Briggs from TikTok, who's going crazy right now, crazy viral. Uh, if you if you've seen one of those, I'll. Uh, overlaid on the YouTube version once again, if you listen listen to Spotify version, I have ads running on the Spotify version. listen to the Apple podcast that's the ones that uh I don't have anything on YouTube, so help me out on youtube uh if you're willing to but and if you're enjoying the show, just subscribe, comment, do whatever you want. I appreciate everything and anything. but let's move on to North Carolina, Mac Brown, you lost to Virginia Tech week one. that could have been a fluke it could have been not, but then you lost to Georgia Tech Georgia Tech. And Jeff Collins is their coach. Team on the rise, maybe. Here, I get he's he's listed as what 19 on the hot seat chart right now. Jeff Collins, he's right at 14 at Georgia Tech. But Georgia Tech almost beat Clemson if they just run it in. I mean, if Sklasky doesn't make that awesome hit to cause the game to end, if they, they win that game, pulling up Georgia Tech here. So, they're, Georgia Tech's two and three. They will beat Duke today. Duke is terrible. They're two and three. They're scheduled. They lost to Pitt. Pitt. We'll, we'll talk about Pitt. Actually, we won't. They, they have a bye this week. But Kenny Pickett's looked awesome at Pitt. And Pitt is. They beat Georgia Tech 50 to one. They're four and one. They had a loss versus Western Michigan in a shootout. That was a so so game. They beat Tennessee. They'll beat Virginia Tech, I think, next week. They will not beat Clemson. I think Clemson will get their offense figured out by then. They have a bye week this week. They beat Miami. They beat Duke. Could possibly beat North. They could possibly be ten and two, nine and three. That's how good. This, that's how high I am on this Pitt Panthers team. But the Georgia, the Georgia Yellow, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. They lost to Northern Illinois by one point. Thomas Hammack. as he brought the Huskies back to their uh, glory days of Dave Doran and Jordan Lynch? Kennesaw State big win. Saw their campus this year when I was down in Atlanta for a baseball tournament. And Clemson lost to them barely destroyed North Carolina 45 to twenty-two. Got destroyed by Pitt. I think they beat Duke. I think they beat Virginia. Lose to Virginia Tech. That would make them four and four. Beat Miami. Lose to they go five and seven because they have such a this is such a tough schedule to end the year with. Boston College, Notre Dame, Georgia. I'm sorry, Jeff to have five and seven at best. That's a terrible schedule to end on. And then next up we got Wisconsin, who's a preseason 12 you guys are terrible. You guys are losing the Illini today. It's Illini's homecoming. You remember last time you came into Memorial Stadium with every fans? Keep the game winning field goal, 17-14. Lovey Smith's only like big win in Illinois as the Illinois head coach. But Graham Mertz can't hit a receiver. All right, all right. You 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 if you put Graham Mertz next to a barn, he couldn't hit the barn door. Like he could not hit the barn. He would find a way. He's the least accurate quarterback in college football. You should, I should have kept Jack with maybe because Graham Mertz has been awful this year. He threw like four picks versus Notre Dame. Pull that up here in a second. You're, you're running. Wisconsin's known as this big running game offensive line. That, that, that's been a mystery this year of where it's been. But looking at this, the Wisconsin Graham Mertz has thrown two touchdowns. Six interceptions. There's a QB ratio of 103.5. Kiss FM. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, not been well there, Graham. And then versus Notre Dame. One touchdown, four interceptions. Explains it. Brandon Peters is better. Arthur Sikowski is better. I like the Atlanta today, but we'll get to the picks in a little bit. Miami, Florida. DeArrick King. I get you guys about a tough schedule. The King is coming off a torn ACL. Lose to Bama. That's expected. Lose to Michigan State. Not expected. Michigan State team on the rise. They're ranked 11 right now, 5-0. I really like this Michigan State team. Mel Tucker's got the program going. I predicted Michigan State to be 4-8. and Prove me wrong. So, shout out to Mel Tucker and the boys. Lost to Virginia. Shouldn't have happened. Virginia blew out Illinois. Illinois is a lost cause. I was high on Illinois. If you go back to week one, I was high because we beat Nebraska. But Nebraska is also nothing. USC, Clay Helton's finally been fired. Urban Meyer will get the... I'm calling it right now. It's not really a hot take, but Urban Meyer will take the USC job. The whole bar incident at Columbus that he went through was just bad PR to get him fired or get him an out at Jacksonville because he's been on record saying in the NFL, I feel like playing, I'm playing Alabama every week, which you are. Trevor Lawrence has been terrible under you. Urban Meyer will be out by the Jaguars quarterback at the end of the year or Jag, Jaguars head coach in the, the year. He will be the, he will take the USC job. May bring USC back to prominence. I don't know. Urban Meyer is a way to, just mess with things. Big loss to Oregon State. That means Dante, Dante Williams, their interim will not get the job. And then 16, LSU. Lost to UCLA, lost to Auburn. You're unranked, but I think LSU could beat Kentucky today. I'll talk more about that when I get to my picks. 17, Indiana. Frauds, 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 frauds. I had all these Indiana fans. Oh, we're at football school now. Oh, we're we're we're, we're back at football. We're Tom Allen and Michael Penix Jr. are gonna lead us back now. You lost to Iowa, you lost to Cincinnati, you lost to Penn State. Get all those teams that are top 10 teams, but you still lost. Michael Phoenix is out injured. You guys are gonna go five and seven, four and eight. Just the the Big Ten East is too hard for you guys to fare. And you guys suck at basketball too. Mike Woodson isn't gonna bring you back to relevancy anytime soon. Cold Line. All right, now as we've 20 minutes into the show. Let's get into our picks for this week. First of all, we got Michigan State Rutgers. I have have all the picks right here on my notebook ready to go. Michigan, number 11, Michigan State versus Rutgers out in Piscataway, New Jersey. Michigan State is the five-point favorite. The over-under is 50. Now, I'm going to take Michigan State here as I was high on them before. They're 5-0. They have big wins versus Miami, Florida that I didn't expect them to have. And... They also got wins against Northwestern did not expect them to have. Nebraska, Western, like, those are some decent wins right there. My phone's blaring an ad right now, but they're right now currently tied for first in the Big Ten West, which is one of the hardest divisions probably besides the SEC West or SEC East. Penn State, Ohio State, they have four teams right now in the top 11. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. 5-0 right now. or Ohio State's 4-1, they lost to Oregon, but Peyton Thorns had a great year, 11 to 1 TD to internet or to interception ratio, QBR of 169.3. And then Kenneth Walker, the third. Great running back. He's averaging uh 136 yards per game, eight touchdowns. He's very elusive. I like Michigan State here in this game. Let's go, Sparty. I don't I don't know what they're saying is. And then next up we got Maryland, Ohio State. Ohio State is second in the nation, averaging 8.4 yards per play. That is insane. OSU average points scored. First of all, they're 6-0 and since Maryland's joined the Big Ten and they, when they played them. Ohio State averages 58 points against Maryland. And if you look, the line is minus 21, Ohio State. Pound the over. C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, these guys are going to get it done and get it done early. I won't be surprised if C.J. Stroud doesn't touch the field in the second half. I really like this team. Master Teague. Chris leave. Mayan Williams, Garrett Wilson. I like Ohio State here. Over/under seventy-one. A little shaky there. I mean, again, if they score fifty, Rutgers is still gonna score twenty, or Maryland still gonna score twenty-one. I don't like that. Next up, South Carolina, Tennessee. Shout out my boy Sammy Lauderdale, who's been, who's been a caller in here, and I'm going with Sammy Lauderdale's team, Tennessee. Let's go. Ten and a half point favorites versus South Carolina. They're at Knoxville. They're at the whole party scene. They're at Neyland Stadium. They're running through the T. The over-under for this game is 56.5. But I like Joe Milton and the Tennessee Volunteers. Jabari Small, great running back. And I think they just run through the South Carolina. Because that front seven has not been what it once was with Jaden Clowney out there. And Stephon Gilmore back when that great defense that took off. It was at Devin Gardner's helmet. In the outback bowl, but well, I was watching that game live. It was pretty sweet, pretty sweet, very sweet. I, I still remember it to this day and it happened in 2014, 2013, 2014. Because 2012 is Dark Robinson, so Devin Gardner, yeah, back when Michigan was relevant. First time since they've been relevant. Anyway, I like Tennessee. Next up, we have our first fan vote of the game. If you go to my insta, if you follow Zoomer Sports on Instagram, we did a fan poll today on who do you think will win first of all we had 65 percent of zoomer sports listeners think ole miss will win 35 percent say arkansas will win ole miss is the favorite at minus 5.5 over under 66.5 in this game arkansas however is the higher seed got absolutely blown out by stetson bennett the backup quarterback for georgia last week they didn't score a single point against that georgia defense georgia and alabama we all know they're going to be in the national title game but I'm liking Ole Miss, too, here, looking at uh, what the viewers say. They, you guys also like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss. Matt Corral, Heisman candidate. Got Jerron Ealy, great running back game, great running game. I like it. Over Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson, he's going to have to get the offense going this week. He, he, he scored zero points last week in Georgia. Got to get the offense going. Next up, we have West Virginia Baylor. West Virginia had a win versus Virginia Tech earlier this year. Baylor's two and a half point favorite at McLean Stadium in Waco, Texas. Forty-four point five over under. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I like Baylor here. Jarrett Dodge, the West Virginia quarterback, I I, and uh, I think he can do. I think he can throw the ball pretty well, but I'm going with Baylor here in this game. And next up, we have the second fan vote, also known as the Red River Rivalry, Red River rivalry the Red River Showdown, the Red River Shootout, the Texas-Oklahoma game at Texas State Fair at the Cotton Bowl Classic Stadium. They got a lot of names for this. It's the Red River Showdown, and look at that—the uh, Instagram. Our listeners are heavily favoring Oklahoma. You know what? That—that that is. Spencer Rattler, they they want they've been yelling we want Caleb for a long time now. Spencer Rattler and Kennedy Brooks and who knows, but Texas John Robinson running back. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Texas here because I Oklahoma's ten point favorites six three point five over under Texas ranked twenty one Oklahoma's ranked six. I'm picking Texas primarily on the upset factor because I don't think they've beaten Oklahoma since that Charlie strong victory. And I could be wrong on that, but I I just have this feeling around Texas that like Spencer Rattler has been underperforming. He's getting booed by his own home fans and Norman and in this college game day game, noon kickoff, Eastern time, 11, 11 AM kickoff central on ABC, Kirk Herbstree, Chris Fowler, Bright or it would be the bright national media attention. I think he swallows over like a like a dead dog and dies, and just underperforms. And Texas Steve, Steve Sarkeesian gets his great first great big win after losing to Arkansas. So I do like that, and our viewers are seventy five percent against me, Oklahoma. But shout out to the viewers who are on my side, which was. Uh Enzo. Shout out Enzo, Diego. They are on my side for that one. Next up, we have Florida State, North Carolina. This is a big game for Mike Norville of Florida State. If he wants to keep his job, he's got to win this game. If he doesn't want to lose his job to Deion Sanders, which I don't know if he'll take because he's built such a great pro. He's built such a great thing down there in Jackson State, down in uh, Mississippi. I don't, I don't know if he would take the job, but I think he, it's his alma mater. I feel like they should have offered a job in the first place, but Mike Norville's is getting fired. He's been absolutely awful. Awful. I can't even tell you how bad he's been. Mackenzie Milton got benched and everything. North Carolina, Sam Howell, Ty Chandler, Storm Duck, best name in college football. 70.5 favorites. They won the game. They won't win by 17.5. They won't win. I think they win by 10 to 13 points in this game. Over under 64. I could see maybe the over there, but. I like North Carolina here. And here, big game. Wisconsin at Illinois. The most underperforming team besides Clemson in the college football atmosphere. Just college football season this year, the FBS season this year. Versus a team that has nothing to lose by Brett Pielima. And that's the team. I guess Wisconsin's nothing to lose either. But these are two teams with one winning conference. Illinois could have beat Purdue. Settle for field goals. Illinois, if you want to win... You got to score touchdowns. I feel like that's just preaching on the choir, but you got to score touchdowns and win today. Graham Mertz, I'm looking for our great defense. We have a, we have a great defense here. I think, and, and down in Champaign, I think we look for Luke Ford, our tight end. He's our key player for Illinois to win. If we get him eight touches or eight, eight receptions, 65 yards, maybe two touchdowns, we win the game. Luke Ford is the difference maker in this game, and I like Illinois. Last, remember last time Wisconsin came to Memorial Stadium with fans. They won in a game-winning field. I don't remember the name of the kicker. I think he's playing for the – oh, it's uh, Chase McLaughlin. He playing for, he's the kicker for the Detroit Lions right now because uh, Prater's out. But, yeah, Chase McLaughlin knocked it in. Illinois wins 17-14, to 14, or was it 2017? They, they won. They made a last-second drive. Lovey Smith's only win. I'm liking my Illini uh, ILL. Next up, we have number two, Georgia, versus number 18, Auburn. Two schools I'm applying to. Georgia's a 15-point favorite. And over-unders, 47.5. You saw what Stetson Bennett did to Arkansas. He was ranked tired. Auburn has no shot. I get Auburn's at home. You got Phoenix, Tanks, Bigsby. Great offense, but all right, I want to say Auburn is no shot. This game will definitely be closer than the Arkansas game. But Kirby Smart has just been such, such a good program at Georgia. I, I just don't think they can be stopped. Who is, even if JT Daniels isn't in the lineup, I still think Georgia will just smack the Auburn Tigers. I like that. And TCU, Texas Tech, TCU is a two-point favorite over under 61. Shout out my boy, Caden Rutherford, down in Fort Worth, big TCU guy. I am riding with the Horned Frogs here. With Max Duggan under center, I like TCU here. So chalk that one up. Next up, Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech. Number fourteen, Notre Dame is looking to bounce back after that loss. Number five, Cincinnati last week. Desmond Ryder is the real deal. Jack Cohen, who could, who 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 should be the quarterback going forward? Jack Cohen or Drew Pine? We have yet to see that yet by Brian Coach Brian Kelly. Notre Dame's a one-point favorite. I think they beat Virginia Tech. However, moving. Justin Fuente over to the hot seat more. We have to talk about the hot seat coaches, but it's Scott Frost, Mania, Diaz, Mike Norvell, and Dino Babers, and now Justin Fuente. Those are my five hot seats. Next up, Michigan versus Nebraska. Like I said, Scott Frost on the hot seat. Michigan has played surprisingly well with Cade McNamara quarterback, got Adrian Hutchinson on the defense, Jim Harbaugh. Same as job this year. I think they go ten and two this year, losses to Penn State and Ohio State. But they get past Nebraska pretty easily. And I think they will go to maybe a row, if not a Rose Bowl, like the Fiesta Bowl or the Peach Bowl, one of the other no, the Rose Bowl is the uh Rose bowl is the playoff this year, right? They will go to the Fiesta Bowl or something. They'll go to one of the other ones. Because the sugar bowl and the Rose Bowl, then the orange bowl, cotton bowl, orange and cotton, they'll go to the cotton bowl. That's where they'll go. LSU Kentucky. I, I got some uh big things here. Kentucky 5 and 0. Mark Stoops, great program, does not get enough credit. But LSU is 14-1 coming off losses under Coach O in this era. That continues 15-1. They lost to Auburn last week. Auburn's right high. You know, that might add some more stuff in the Georgia, but I still think Georgia wins. I don't, 15 a little. They might cover that. I don't. I don't think they. I, if I was a better, I would not bet that they cover that. But I, I like LSU here. Max Johnson finally gets the offense rolling. Coach Hill finally gets it figured out. They beat uh, Will Levis in Kentucky. Alabama, Texas A&M. We don't even got to talk about this. Bama will destroy Texas A&M. A&M's frauds. We went out them. They're in the graveyard. Uh, Bryce Young is phenomenal. Evan Neal, great offensive tackle and then you got Christian Harris Jordan Battle John, and just John Michael wide out but Jordan Battle Christian Harris on the defense Alabama Georgia if they don't if one of those teams don't win a national title i would I would literally I will have a free guest on Zumar Sports anyone because that's not happening. All right that's that's a, that's lame I'll like I'll like dump a water, a bucket of water over my head or something, because that's what's happening there. Penn State. All right, yeah, here. The game day game, the headgear pick. Number four, Penn State at Iowa. Iowa's a two-point favorite with an over under 41, so that means we're looking for a be a defensive battle tonight, even though they have great offenses with. Sean Clifford over on Penn State, and then Tyler Goodson, Spencer Petrus on there. Stenon uh high school linebacker there. or He's a tight end there, tight end there. Tight end at Iowa. Went to my high school. I know him. But I I got to go with the nitty lines in this game. That is my pick. This is the bias pick. I don't like Iowa. I don't like them for basketball reasons. I, Iowa will probably win this game, but I'm taking Penn State. 100% biased pick. I want Penn State to win. I'll be cheering Penn State. I have this ongoing joke with my AP psych teacher that, she went to Iowa. I'm like, Iowa will lose every week. They're not going to. I thought Iowa was going to lose to Iowa State. They're losing to Penn State this week. I'm will. They're losing to Penn State this week. That's just my words. I, I don't have much more to say on that. Penn State, go, go nitty lines, white out. I don't, I don't know what they're saying is, but we're rocking with Penn State. Today and that is the end. Oh oh oh! Before that, here no, I do have some stuff. James Franklin is zero and nine versus top five teams on the road. That becomes one and nine tonight. Penn State is ten and four in Iowa City. Already they they do well at Kinnick. Penn State hasn't lost since Iowa beat them last season. They're nine and zero since they become ten and zero. That's my reasoning. Go Nitty Lions. Go Illini. College football's back. Zoomer Sports is back. Let's get out of here.
1: Walmart that live down the street Got a good-looking woman with her arms around me We're in a small town where it feels like home I got everything I need And nothing that I don't Everything I need I need nothing that I don't oh, no. everything I need nothing that I don't no, no. oh everything I need and nothing that I don't no, no.